0: Sulu monster um, in my microwave, and somehow in the ten seconds that it was unwatched, had crusted onto mm. the side of my mug. Now I have other mugs, but this mug is a large mug. It's a, a grande size, so uh, sixteen ounce from Starbucks, uh, and it's you know it's just plain white. It's very nice. It's, it's you know I would wager that it is my favorite mug that I currently have. But so. Uh, crust, crust on the side of this thing, and it's it's ungrabbable for a moment, because it's, you know, the temperature of the sun, which is the, the, the microwave she's mm. doing. Uh, and also, there's this puddle of boiling liquid all over my already dirty microwave. So... Uh, <laughs> right, so first step, and, and meanwhile, Jenny is in the kitchen making this delicious curry that we're going to have tomorrow, because we've learned that when she makes curry, it's good the first night, but it's always much better the second night. So now mm-hmm. we're making it with the intention of having it tomorrow. So she's in the kitchen. Now I could be a jack face and be like, all right, peace out, babe. Bye. Good luck dealing with the microwave that we said we are going to clean for four days. And now there's this boiling liquid in it. Or I could just throw a pile of paper towels in it and soak up the liquid and clean my cup, you know, and prioritize. And so so that's,
1: <laughs> that's where I was. And
0: then I carefully boiled just the water for i did my steps first which which shortened the length of the drink making um and i i you know heated the water first and then i whisked with an actual whisk mm. in this this tom and jerry's and then i poured in the rum and the brandy and it is absolutely wonderful
2: nice
3: yes yeah,
0: really good.
2: cheers yeah, yeah yeah you know what i bet the issue there was was
0: uh your vanilla brandy no I didn't, there was none in there yet it was it was just a mix brain oh, right? so a mix so oh. when it cooled when it cooled down enough like it looked like have you ever put milk in alcohol and seen how it sort of congeals and looks like a little brain like a little liquid liquid brain in there yes right so it did kind of that thing right so there's some sort of dairy base within within the Tom and Jerry's mix that that didn't do too well to or or the heat or something but it looked like it was really trippy like if I was, you know, if I was on psychedelics, I would have probably stared at it for hours and forgot that I was making a drink. But it was <laughs> it from then on, I was like, "Nah, I'm going to toss this one and make, you know, and sure. it sucks because the recipe calls for heaping teaspoons. And I'm like, well, heaping. So and since I'm guessing on the amount of water, let's go like, you know, like gobs. So I, I use, you know, this, this Tom and Jerry stuff is fairly expensive and I probably have just now used half of it to make oh. two drinks. <laughs> mm. One of which you didn't <laughs> right. really have. Right. Oh, right. It's exactly one of which went to the gods of, of alcohol and my, my sink. Oh, that's too bad. You know, but <laughs> Hey, the, the plus side is now the inside of my microwave is sparkling spick and span. Cool. There yeah. you go. Hey,
3: yeah. always good to look on the upside.
0: Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how they invented brandy? No. It's super, it was a total accident. It was a weird, uh, so they were, it was in the days of like the uh, East India trading company and stuff where Europe was all about sending stuff to India and selling it to the Indian people because they could get lots of money. Okay. And Indian people loved wine. So they're like, all right. There's, so they're shipping casks and casks of wine. And then one day some guy said, you know what? If we were to boil this wine down into sort of a syrup kind of thing, ship it in smaller containers, and then when we get there, add water, it would cut down on our shipping costs for this wine. And the like wine
0: concentrate.
2: Wine concentrate. So they did. They boiled it all down, and then they shipped it, and then they got there, and they added water, and they went, Ugh, wait, that doesn't taste like wine. (laughs) And someone else tried just the wine concentrate, and they went, Ooh, that's pretty good. And
0: uh, we, we, the world, had brandy. How did it come to be named that? Was the person who tried it named Brandy? It was like, Shall henceforth be named this?
2: That is an excellent question. So now I'm going to the Wikipedia page for Brandy. (laughs) <laughs> Consumption, technology, aging, terminology, and legal definitions the Term brandy is a shortening of brandy wine
0: Sure, okay I, I oh, remember okay. reading those terms in my Anne Rice books that I had read once
2: Which was derived from the Dutch word brandewijn, or however you pronounce that It's self-derived from gebrandewijn, which literally means burned wine
0: <laughs> Lovely, which is exactly what it is
2: Yeah Huh. Cool. I'm glad that Wikipedia uh, backed up my story there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect.
0: yeah. So it sounds like the name of a of an album that I want to listen to, like yeah. an edgy, <laughs> some sort of like folky pirate album. I love it. Which pirate joke of the day? This one's kid friendly. What is a pirate's favorite letter? R, probably. You'd think it would be R, but me first love be the C. Oh
2: wow!
0: Uh, oh, a seven-year-old told R me that, too. and <laughs> it's much cuter coming from a seven-year-old, but from a bearded man, <laughs> you know, it might be, uh, it might be all
2: right. Here's here's one a pirate joke of the day that's that's a little less friendly for kids. So uh, <laughs> bring it. A pirate walks into a bar, and he has you know the big ship's wheel. Uh-huh. He's got one of those shoved down the front of his pants, and he's acting like like nothing's <laughs> going nothing's on. Going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he goes up to the bar and, the, and he's trying to order himself some rum, and the bartender says, uh, uh, "Why do you have a steering wheel down the down the front of your pants?" And the the pirate says, "It's driving me nuts." <laughs> oh my
0: god. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, oh sorry. Is three pirate jokes too many? We have another one. Let's do it. There's never okay ar- so uh this pirate walks into a bar and he's got uh a hook on his right hand and a pincher on his left hand and a peg on his right leg. And uh, another peg on his left, but it's sort of bent. Right. So he's got like, this weird hobble when he walks in. So uh, he, he walks up to the, the bartender. And he's like, you know, he, he just orders a beer and the bartender's like, hey, he's like, I got to ask. He's like, and I'll, I'll give you a beer for free for your trouble. He's like, but but, you know, how, oh, he's all, he's also got an eye patch on. He's like, H- how did you how did you come to, you know, exist in this way? Like what what happened to you? to bring you to this, this point. And the, and, the, you know, so the pirate starts explaining, he says, all right. So, uh, you know, the, he points down to his right leg and he's like, I was off the, the coast of Portugal, you know, and there, there was a wave hit and just capsized the ship and, 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 you know, the, the mainsail broke and fell and landed on my leg. And he's like, okay. So, so that explains how that leg was broken. You know, and he's like, so we had to go back to Portugal and they, they stitched me up, but all they had was this kind of wood here. And he points to his, you know, it's, it's a kind of red leg. And he's like, so they gave me a pig leg okay so uh when i was leaving back from portugal i tripped and fell and broke my other ankle well at sea you get infections and so things got gangrene but the next island that we went to they only had this other kind of wood uh and so they fashioned me this leg there and he's like oh okay uh and then so you know what 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 happened to your arms he said well so i was walking uh now i've got crutches now to learn to to walk with my legs and, you know, crutches are hard when you're when you're in the ocean. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, uh, a big whale came, and we could see the blow spout. And so I was the only one there by the harpoon gun, so I grabbed the harpoon gun and shot it, but it it pulled me in. It grabbed the whale and pulled me in. And you can imagine it's really hard to tread water and swim when you've only got the arms and legs. So my arm got frostbite, and I got, you know, and so he's got this story. And so, so basically, he goes, you know, so I got this first hook. You can tell the, the entire story, and the bartender's like, well, that's, that's great. You know, you've, you've, but so you've got a hook on, on this hand, like, in, but how do you, you know, that doesn't explain how you've got this eye patch, uh, how you got both, an, both these eye patches on your face. And he's like, well, uh, I was, uh, back, you know, I was in my, my cabin and I was, I was sleeping. And, uh, I, I heard a fly buzzing, buzzing around the cabin. And, uh, I thought it landed on my face and the, the bartender's like what and he goes well it was my first day with the hook you see
1: mm-hmm.
0: just a quick little tidbit i learned how to distinguish the surfaces of your teeth so and it came about because i i've known for a very long time since i was about 16 how to number your teeth when explaining to the dentist which tooth hurts so and this, came, and this always freaks out the dental personnel because they think that I've gone to school or, or something that they don't know my level of knowledge, right? So these these friendly front front desk staff asked me. They were like, so how, how do you – so I gave them the story. I was like, so, you know, when I was 16, I had my wisdom teeth out or I was going to have my wisdom teeth out and they were going to have to put me under. And the dentist just kept saying 17, 17, 17. And I was like, hang on, hang on. Like, I, I'm only 16. And he goes, what? I was like, that's not going to be – a." Pr- Problem, is it? He's like, what do you mean? I was 17. I was like, I won't be 17 for like 18 months. Like, is my body chemistry going to be okay to handle? You know, I'm only 16. And he's like, oh, no, no. He's like, we're talking about tooth number 17. And I was like, teeth are numbered. <laughs> Can you explain that to me? <laughs> so uh, you start with the back right corner where your wisdom tooth would be. Whether or not you have it, it's socket. You're numbering you're the sockets, basically, right? So it's number one is in the back right corner. And then you follow the teeth on the top all the way to the back left corner, and that's number And then the left corner, your molar's bottom wisdom teeth would be is 17. And then back to the bottom right, and that's 32. One and 32 on the right, and 16 and 17 on the left are where your wisdom teeth are. And so based on that, you can determine which tooth number you have. Uh, and so the the girls up front, as a way of like kind of, Maybe maybe just a way of helping me out. They were like, "But do you know how?" Hello. So now you know how to distinguish exactly which tooth and exactly which part of the tooth hurts when you tell the dentist.
2: Wow. (laughs) I haven't been to a dentist in ten years.
0: You know, I recently. You know, because I have a phobia. I have a huge phobia of, of any sort of rotary tool, even the cleaning tool that really. Drill into anything that just sort of grinds and muffs. I can't stand it. But I found recently that gas, if I just pay a little bit extra and pay for the for the nitrous, I can handle it. And so I'm I'm no long, longer as big as I was. And I'm like, it's time because my teeth are falling apart now. <laughs> <laughs> they are are broken and falling apart. So it's time, you know, <laughs> to to bite the bullet, as it were. Not <laughs> too hard. <laughs> yeah, no, cast yeah. up. <laughs> All right. and, so, and the dentists are always like, oh, I can give you a Valium, you know, or I can give you, you know, like something for the, the anxiety. And I'm like, listen, I smoke, like, the amount of Valium that you would have to give me for it to be effective, like, I can't <laughs> even ask for that. You, yeah, right, buddy. You know, so, <laughs> but what <laughs> the gas is a nice addition. It makes it so you don't even care. Like, in fact, <laughs> I the last time I had it, it was a little bit too much. And like you can feel that it's too much. You're like, whoa! Like I, you know, I could die right now. And then I was like, yeah, you know, that's cool. You know, so <laughs> I, I said, I told the dentist, like, yeah, it's a little too much, maybe. And he goes, the gas? And I was like, yeah, maybe. It was like, oh shit, we got go. And I was like, no, I like it. You know, it it might just be a little bit too much. He's like, okay, we're gonna pull you down. we you know, and I was like, it's fine. I'm cool with whatever happens here, sir. <laughs> you know, so
3: yeah, whatever which happens is, from which now is a little scary, Yeah. me.
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's why they keep laughing at us. Like, I am completely cap. you know, whatever happens is fine. Got a smile on my face. Like, you're pretty. My glasses are cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, James, my, my beard is now starting to do the fluffing out on the bottom thing.
0: Excellent. Excellent.
2: But I have... A few weeks until anything i care about at work happens so i'm just gonna try and write it out
0: <laughs> write it out yeah <laughs> do it do it that's the main reason that i kept mine jenny was like you know because she's an advocate she's a huge advocate for me having as big a beard as can can possibly have you know uh which is great because chicks don't normally dig that and, and when i tell people that they're like really and i'm like and she goes well of course She's like, yes, like of course you want a beard, and a, you know. And I'm like, yes, like thank goodness because that means I don't have to shave. Yeah, you know. But so <laughs> she was like, sure. Her the the reason that I still have my beard uh, after Adams closed, she was like, look, you've already made it past the awkward stages at work. She mm-hmm. goes, why not just keep it where it looks intentional and it's already long. You know, it's not too long. You can argue that it's well kept as long as you do keep it. You know, well, you know, not greasy and like with chunks of food in it and shit. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and that was the that was the point. That was the reason that I that I kept it. It was she, you know, she's a great arguer when, when she wants to. When she's passionate <laughs> about something, she can find a loophole. Re- it can be really frustrating when we're like having an actual serious discussion. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've ended the conversation going, I, well, I, you know, but, uh, fine, but but this is how I, <laughs> you know, like sometimes she just has irrefutable logic, and it's like, damn it like if you were just a little dumber I might do better <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're supposed to think that way about your wife you know
3: but. no i know i know what you mean yeah
2: i've been uh, i've been rewatching mad men <clears throat> and ah, nice there's a really like i could see i could see myself as don i can see myself as don a little too often but one of the times where <laughs> I, where i could see myself as don was when um it's like one of the first times that Betty thinks back when they're married, one of the first times that uh, Betty thinks that he's cheating on her. And so she's like, "Oh, I know. Oh my- I know that you're cheating on me with this woman, this specific woman." And Don goes, "Well, what what makes you think that?" And then she immediately re- answered in a way that was like, "Yeah, cuz I would have said what Don said." She immediately answered <laughs> with I'm not going to tell you why I think that because you're just going to pick it apart and explain in great detail about every aspect of it why I'm making things up. So just know that I know that you were cheating on me with this woman. Ah! <laughs> and, uh, and he was, so, you know, good for
0: her. That's a stammering moment if ever there was this. Just Oh, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> Exactly. It was just him
2: kind of like staring at her for a little bit, just like angry and also probably respecting her a little bit more than he ever had.
0: Uh, There was a great line that he said to somebody, and I can't even remember what the context was, but uh, I think it was uh, Vincent. uh, I always want to say Carthagian. That is not this dude's name. Carthagian? Car or something? The little... uh, the kid wanna, from me kid from what
2: angel i don't know if he's from angel peter campbell uh perhaps the perhaps. the accounts guy who's always got his nose up someone's ass
0: yeah yeah and he ends up being like bald baldish yes yeah
2: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. uh so uh what was they saying about him Oh, they're in an elevator. I think it was him. I'm not honestly sure. I didn't. I didn't really watch that show. But so this guy uh, was in the elevator with John Hamm, and he was telling him how he he feels sorry for him, uh, you know. And whenever he thinks about him, he da, da da da. And John Hamm is just like, I don't think about you at all.
2: Oh yeah, that was to him. You
0: know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. See, see, yeah. Yeah. That. I don't fucking <laughs> think about you at all. And <laughs> man, I wish that I could. I need someone in my life that I can say that to at once. I One know. point.
2: I do. I, I sometimes sometimes the jerk in me comes out especially when I'm in charge of a large project theater or something like that and I just don't have time for all the little petty bullshit that people are trying to pull yeah it, I, my my inner dawn Draper comes out with the, I don't think about you at all kind of stuff
0: I do I snap sometimes but it's like that it's like little snappy little yeah well you know you can't really refute it, but it's kind of a nice thing to say. I'm, I'm Walter from the big Lebowski. You're yeah. not wrong. You're just an asshole.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was telling my wife the other night, I haven't gotten to this point in the show yet, but I was telling her that, uh, one of, one of my favorite Don Draper lines was about, he's in arguing with Peggy about something. And she's saying something like, you don't even appreciate the work I do here or something like that. And he goes, That's what the money's for.
1: (laughs) What do you think we pay you for?
2: (laughs) And then there's a point where he literally pulls his wallet out and he starts balling up $1 bills and throwing it in her
0: face. Here you go. Think I don't appreciate you? There you are. You are an employee (laughs) who makes money here. What else do you want from me? What is the best Dis or comeback that you guys have ever like said?
3: I mean, I oh Lord, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. I mean, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm always so uh, mild mannered. I I don't really like to to
0: uh, to do that. All right, um, then then I'll expect to. to think. What's one that you wish you would have said? And we won't tell who it's to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a bleep button ready and editing at all times.
0: Yeah.
2: No, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think.
0: I, okay, I have one that I said, and it wasn't like I wasn't really fighting with this person, but we kind of like, you know, we were both smarty enough that we like, were like, like it was kind of a one-upping thing to each other, and kind of a, you know, we didn't, we didn't like each other, but there was not really hate or animosity. You know, but it was kind of like a you know, and when you're you're hanging out with your boys, you know, you say some things sometimes that you're not really proud. I said this one time in front of Jenny, and she was like mortified that she was even like remotely connected to me that I would (laughs) say such a thing. (laughs) You know, so but when you're with your boyfriends, it's fine. But so, uh, and it works with literally anything that someone says to you that is kind of like trying to be an insult or whatever. You can So it's. Uh, you know. That's funny. That's exactly what your mom said last night. Only when she said it, it sounded more like. <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty good. <laughs> right? You know, I was young. I used to have a mouth when I was young. Like I, you know, <laughs> did not care. I was invulnerable, invincible. Twenty years old, Let's say some yeah. shit.
2: You know, I've got one. I've got a good one that was said to me, and the person who said it didn't mean it to be a sick burn, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> but it okay. So um, my friend Jesse, a couple years ago, graduated um, from Delta. He he went back and got his associate's degree, and it was great. And he invited us. Hey, f- congrats, Jesse! Yeah. And he invited a few people to, you know, come to the ceremony, the graduation ceremony, to watch him walk. And then afterwards, we all went out to uh, BJ's and, you know, had a nice time. And his parents were there, and I'm, I'm friends with his parents. And so, at some point during the night, while we were there at uh, at the table, something came up, and I mentioned the fact that I have a cat named Regina because I do. And so it's like, so, oh, yeah, me, you know, my cat, Regina. And then Jesse's dad goes, huh, Regina? I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> 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 and everyone, everyone started laughing. And <laughs> I, to this day, I don't know what he actually meant. Because later, oh. he felt the need to take me aside and say, hey, just so you know, I didn't mean nothing sexual by that. uh <laughs>
0: You're like, well, I wasn't taking it that way until you just said that. So now I know that that's a possibility. How could that be? Exactly. (laughs) Oh man, that's brilliant. I'm gonna start saying that after the most inane, (coughs) innocuous things.
2: Yeah, just repeat a word and go. I wouldn't doubt it. Mustard,
0: I wouldn't doubt it, and then walk up and be like, "Hey, I didn't mean anything sexual."
2: <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs>
2: that's one that 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 lives on. Where with that group, we have a couple a couple little quotes that we bring up a lot, and that's one that comes up all the time. Oh yeah, I don't doubt
3: it. <laughs> 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 so, okay.
0: One of my personal goals in life is to make people say fucking James. <laughs> you know, I, I don't take things very seriously in most occasions, right? So, and I love when like people of authority say it like fucking James, like to themselves, but like loud enough that you can tell, right? So, one time in, I was training at work. We're, we're all doing welfare eligibility. Right, and the the teacher of the class was talking about how like for homeless people like you don't need verification, and so she was just saying like it's not necessary, it is not necessary, it is not necessary to get any sort of verification from homeless people. You know, it's just not necessary. And I was like, but wait, is it necessary? And and she goes, she goes, fucking (laughs) James.
2: Alright, because I'm ready for one, I w- and I have a I have a little thing planned for this. I'd like to know I know James, you were drinking a fucking Colbert. James, you were Cheers. drinking uh Tom and Jerry. Zach, what are you drinking tonight?
3: I'm just drinking some good old plain Jameson. Plain
2: old plain old Jameson, just like we yeah, always knew. Trying trying to get through that bottle.
1: Same bottle. Some other stuff.
2: <laughs> so in watching Mad Men I've fallen back in love with the old fashioned uh-huh. Sure. You guys ever had an old fashioned?
0: I almost got one the other day. Almost got I all of the ingredients to make one, but I decided against it.
2: It's fantastic. And so what I wanted to do for our listeners because they really, really want this to happen. I don't know if they do, but um <laughs> I'm going to They make, absolutely do. I'm going to make one me live on air, the a very a very simple old fashioned that I learned by watching Don Draper make one for Conrad Hilton. Will you please describe your steps? Oh, I am going to, don't you, don't you worry. Lovely. So in, in a tall glass, you get yourself some ice, some whiskey that I just poured and some simple syrup, which I achieve by just putting some extra sugar in with my water. All right. So I got, that, uh, and I'm measuring it by pouring it into my regular glass, right on into the big glass. Then I take a pinch of sugar, throw it in there, pinch of sugar, throw it in the bottom of my regular glass. You take some Angostura aromatic bitters. You go about one, two, three in the bottom there. Take your muddler, muddle it up there in the bottom. So you're kind of breaking down the molecules of the sugar to absorb in the bitters all right then you take your ice simple syrup and whiskey and pour it back in over the bitters and sugar and just because it's a nice little little uh extra you take a tiny drop of grenadine throw it over the top and you got yourself an old-fashioned
1: hmm
2: sounds good it's cheers. it's amazing cheers
0: Oh. I had to take a Tums break.
2: Oh, the thing with with the old-fashioned doing simple syrup is that I, I'm not drinking soda and I think that is helping with my need for Tums at all times.
0: Ah. Mm. No. So okay. Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
3: No, no, no. no. I, I didn't have much
0: going there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the sewing room and I'm looking at something that I consider a failure, both a success and a failure simultaneously, which are rare. So we have in 2014, I believe we were at Disneyland and we bought a what what they call a 4D puzzle, which is a, a kind of a thick like jigsaw puzzle, like thick foam ish, not just cardboard, but like foam. And then there are plastic pieces on the inside like that that inlay and so that are they're actually the rides of Disneyland right so it's like an aerial view of Disneyland and so we completed this puzzle together in, including the plastic pieces and it was all of Disneyland one day I got the bright idea. we'd been talking about like putting mod podge on it and making it a solid thing so one day I got the smart ass idea we had a big piece of cardboard from our TV box and I was like hey I'm going to fucking put this on this. I'm going to mount this on there. So, uh, I did. You know, I, I, I used wood glue, and I was very crafty, and I cleared, you know, a big space, and I, I cut it out, and I made, like, a sandwich board so that I could flip it over, you know, and I, I put wood glue on the whole back of it, and it uh, it's cool. Like, it, it's mounted on the cardboard, but, like, now we can't frame it. And so there's a oh.
1: rough-hewn
0: cardboard edge on the edge of the thing. And I haven't put the plastic pieces back in it yet because it's like, I don't want to, you know, I can't really hang it on the wall. I can, but then it's like, ah, oh, that looks like it's on cardboard. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have to, we're going to, the step is we're going to see if we can find uh, one of those, like, like painting frames that normally has like a canvas painting in it and just see if we can like inlay it.
2: Oh, hmm.
0: yeah. Well, I look good or just the frame. We'll see if we can. You yeah. know, it's not that big of a project, but and plus, now at this point it's out of date. So maybe I'll just make it a Christmas present. Shh, don't tell her.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get another one. I'm talking to her all the time, so I'll have to make sure I, I put that on the I list do. of don't say. Okay. I,
0: well, now I don't know who's on Facebook cuz I deactivated.
2: So I'm, I'm not Not,
0: not that, I know you're not. <laughs> and I yeah. So but but listeners, please, you know, sh- <laughs> <laughs> so if i'm understanding
2: your problem correctly maybe is there enough of it intact on top that you could maybe take it to a table saw and trim off about an 8th of an inch on every side
0: it's it's i used uh, an exacto knife it uh, is rough on the edge but like it's it's just rough cardboard and Got so I could it. go and, like, if I cut any more, I run the risk of cutting the actual puzzle, uh, you know, because the, the glue seeped through and made it so the cardboard is hard in some areas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but... Okay, okay. And and also, mm. uh, a weird, like, thing that I did that I wasn't planning for, it kind of warped it. So it, it's made, like, a, a little C shape ah. out of it, right? So we can hang it on the wall, but... With, so, the other Disney thing that I made for her, I made because for a while she was collecting vinyl nations. We both were, which was a really fun thing. You could trade them for a while, and it was there was a whole like random element, and you didn't know what was going on. So, I made back when we lived uh, in the mother-in-law quarters at her parents' house. Her dad had a, a wood shop essentially, so I made her this giant, like three and a half by three and a half Mickey-shaped shelf for her. Uh, for whatchamacallit, her vinyl her vinylmations. But my, my wood training literally extends to freshman wood shop. I haven't done any sort of skill saw work or anything like that. So uh, I didn't think fully about it, and I didn't seal the back as well as I sealed the front. Mm. And so it, it rolled like a, a taco,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like very, very soon. And so now we have that, and it's not as bad as it was. The humidity in the air is a little bit less. And I, I'm sure that I could probably fix it if I took the time to like set it on like hard surface you know and, and like wet it and then like weighted it down and probably could fix it and then I'd have to reseal the back so that it didn't bend again yeah mm-hmm. but but currently it sits bent <laughs> it's you, unable would, to hold <laughs> the vinyl nations, which it was initially intended for.
2: what you'd need to do is soak it in water for a time right? Yeah. and then put weights on it on a hard flat surface
0: right that do it. I thought I was being it. clever. I put like little little biscuits in there. Little dowel biscuits. Huh. And uh Yeah, I thought I thought I was being clever. I used a router. Yeah. I made these mm. like shelves like I you know, but I just like the one aspect that I wasn't clever on was the sealant on the back. Yeah. And <laughs> as soon as as soon as it happened I was like like oh <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: This happens with me <laughs> fairly often because my woodworking knowledge is how to make things look good for theater.
0: Right, exactly. That's just, where it extends to. So
2: the sealant Jerry on the Reed. back is not something that I would have thought of either.
0: Right, but that's the only thing that the only reason that I can come up with that it might warp is just because the the moisture absorption yep. is different.
2: No, it that adds up. That's that sounds like something. <clears throat> zach did your dad ever ever sit down and teach you woodworking i know he's he's a pretty good woodworker
3: (laughs) i I, I was just i was just going to get to and get to that that my uh even though he's shown me quite a bit i mean if i had to get by in a in a bind i might be able to do okay but i was just going to say my my woodworking level is to uh get on the phone and say hey dad (laughs) want to do some woodworking
2: (laughs) what this do (laughs) yeah exactly Correct me if I'm wrong, Zach. From what I remember, your dad said that he made your old dining room table chairs and maybe the table. I don't believe so. Okay, maybe
0: he may have said that. (laughs) He may have said
3: that. (laughs) <laughs> he he's made a lot of tables before and stuff like that, but not like big dining room ones. Okay. But um, think, like he yeah. has a, like there's multiple bookshelves in the house that he's done. Um, he's made multiple like coffee tables for uh, friends and family. Yeah. Um, he used to do a lot more, but he hasn't nearly as much for the past like five or six years. I want to say.
2: And he's the real deal. He's I the guy that- doing dovetail joints and stuff like
0: that. Oh, I love those! I subscribe to Reddit. The Reddit woodworking—they do these crazy, complicated joints that it's like, how does that even fit together? And then you watch him like slowly, like inch it together, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. He's pretty. He's pretty good at that shit. When he's when he's wanting to spend the time with it.
0: Yeah, that's it. another. See, thing. my dad. Yeah. The, the extension of yeah. my dad's skills is like basic carpentry. Like we we rebuilt my dad, de- my grandpa's deck. A couple of times we did stuff like that and made it all nice, but like like I don't know what, what the distinction is between like that and like fancy it's
2: carpentry. called It's rough carpentry versus uh fine carpentry.
0: Correct. Yes, yes, that makes perfect sense.
2: I'm very good at rough carpentry, and so people often come to me and they're like, Hey, would you be able to help me do this? And I'd go, Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to how to <laughs> Fake that, I can. I can make that and really, really fake it. And eventually, like, if you didn't get too close, you would never know that it was super rough. But uh, no,
0: I can't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your uh, your old boss will uh, uh, foremention the names. Told me once that uh, he wished that he had stuck with his former profession of making shit for rich people, like yeah. custom shit for rich people. He's like, he could be making so much money, and I'm just. And I'm like, yeah, but like, rich people want stuff that lasts. And so far, I've only seen stuff that like is built to be torn down. Not that he couldn't do it, but like, that's just a different skill set than I think you're exhibiting right now in this instance. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's the thing. It's he's really weird. He's he can. I've seen him do the stuff like that, and it's amazing when he does it. It's so amazing. You're like, where is <laughs> he? All the time, but he is also very manic depressive. And so like, that's the stuff that happens when he's left on alone an upswing. and he's on an upswing. Right. So like, like a sound of music, like sound of music before it went up, there were a few days where like, he would just go into the shop during rehearsal and just make stuff. And it was amazing this stuff and it's like man where is this on the days where you come in and it's like oh okay so we're not going to get any work done today because you're not feeling good
0: great right sorry yeah and it's hard because like especially with like you know like mental disorders you don't want to necessarily like push you know too hard in one direction yeah and you
2: don't and you definitely as far as he goes you don't want to say hey did you know that you have this mental disorder
0: Right, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and also, that, here's the thing too, not pointing any fingers, but like that, like the, the symptoms of manic depression are also the symptoms of, you know, alcoholism for a while, or the symptoms yeah. of, you know, other sorts of depression, or, or other sorts of mental issues, or this, or this other sorts of, you know, like repressive based things.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what
0: I mean? Like, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure sure there's uh, a lot to unpack there. Right. Overall, though, uh, you know, a good person.
2: Hell yeah. I still believe this. I just don't want to go
0: hang out there. Oh, there's tons of good people that I know and love that I would never, ever want to work for or with. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was something. Go ahead. No, that was something.
2: Uh, That was something that I realized around age 23 I'm not required to like everyone who's a good person right right and that's that's a that was such like a big aha moment for me of just going like yes there's nothing wrong with them and I also don't like them and that's okay right I don't need to start
0: looking at what's wrong with me because I don't like them like nope that, nope that's not the yeah. case yeah just we are different people that's yeah. fine hello Uh is a staunch practicing Mormon. Now it's sort of loosening up in his old age. He's let his beard grow a little bit a while ago, you know, and so and he lets his boys, you know, anyways, long story short. So he, uh, what was his name?
2: Uh, s- staunch Mormon letting his hair down a little bit. No, before I talked, it was something about um, how
0: you don't have to necessarily like everyone. Oh, yes. Thank you. So, one time uh, we were talking about uh, a guy that my dad knew from church. He was going to, like, help me out. He was a mechanic, and he was going to help me out with my car. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a good dude. My dad knows him from church. And he said, hello, who's a staunch Mormon? Who you think? You know, Mormons are, like, happy good luck if you've ever seen, like, Orgasmo. Like, they paint a very clear and very intentional, per, you know, or, or you know, the Book of Mormon. Uh, they paint a very clear and very intentional, <laughs> accurate picture of Mormons, uh, you know. And so... It, hello I was like he's like he said this to me once just straight face he's like there there are a few people at my church that i know that aren't good people he's like you can't let that be your guide and i was like oh I'm like all yeah. right <laughs> like that's well <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's interesting
1: yeah right zach have you so. had much
2: uh much uh, experience with mormons
3: no, not really at all other than the um brief time that I visited um one of our mutual friends in Salt Lake City.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Um
3: and then not very not very much. He just insisted on taking me and another one of his friends to the uh to the big Mormon temple there and take us to the visitor center. It was a very
0: eye-opening experience. Yeah. There's a Well, okay. Yeah. What I will say for any viewers who are listening, I, you know, don't be mad at Mormons. If any missionaries ever come to your door, offer them a cup of water. These are just young kids who are doing what they believe is correct. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not trying to harsh you. They'll leave if you ask them to. But also, you know, they're out there riding their bike in whatever inclement weather, you know, and they're from somewhere else. They're on a mission from Mm -hmm. from wherever they're from to bring the news of whatever they believe to you. So, you know, bring them in, offer them some water you know maybe hear what they have to say you know and then explain politely you know either it is or it isn't for you but you know listen to what they've got to say these kids are making a huge effort to bring something to you you know what i'm saying so so and that they've had to they've had to reach certain steps in order to get to the point where they can come to you and be even be a missionary so it's like they're doing something they believe in you know, they're making a life for themselves. They're making choices for themselves to become the type of adults that they want to be. So, you, you know, you want to support that. You don't want to be dicks to them. You don't want to be like, get the fuck out of here, you bastards, because they can't a lot. <laughs> they, yeah. they can't run off, you know, a lot. You know, people get bashed in and they get their bikes stolen and get eggs thrown at oh them, you God. know. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised, man. So it's like it's simple as saying, like, hey, please don't come back here. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to throw eggs. It's cool. Yeah. No, Yeah, yeah that, that, that worked with me. <laughs> hmm
3: not, <laughs> not, the the right? not, not the egg throwing not the egg throwing it's a clear message no, no, no,
1: no.
3: <laughs> the, <laughs> the just no, you know and i i don't really uh you know nothing you say is gonna change my mind so i mean you're welcome to come to the door but you know you might as well not you know spend a couple right. of
2: years right they're, they're they're very interesting people there's a lot there's a lot that uh I really like about just the Mormon culture and way of life and there's a lot mm-hmm. that I could never do. Um
0: I, the strongest sense of community I've ever seen in a single group of people. Oh, definitely.
2: Definitely. And um <clears throat> so I stayed I stayed with some Mormons at one point. I went on a big hitchhiking trip when I was twenty. Sure, perfect. Um so I hitchhiked around Arizona and uh Utah and Nevada. And uh, when I was in Yuma, Arizona, I decided to look up one of my favorite high school teachers who happened to be a Mormon woman because I knew she lived in Yuma. And uh, I stayed with her and her uh, husband and child for about a week or so. And it was that was my first time of like really understanding what Mormons were about because it wasn't everything that I had been told right but it was it was down to things like like first of all like they have obviously all the stores of water and grains and flour and stuff Mm. like that in case of the apocalypse um but also like every single meal was made 100% from scratch yep which was amazing to me and so I always I try and do that as much as possible but it's I can't I I do it a lot I I (laughs) do it all the time um but um they had me go with them to uh, their church ceremony while I was staying there. And so we like went to the – in my mind, it's called the sacristy, but whatever they call it. And we had the service and everything was fine. And they asked me very politely not to go up and take communion because I wasn't in communion with the Mormon church. I just was in communion with other churches. And um, But then there was the weird part where we broke off into our wards Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super weird because then – I don't know if you know this, Zach. There's the regular church ceremony, which is like eh, an hour, 30 minutes, something like that.
1: And then
2: then you go off and they're like, "Okay, single um, women over 18 go here. Single men over 18 go here. Married men go here. Married women go here. And children go here. And now we're going to have like a whole second Bible study that's specifically geared towards you
0: and your age uh-huh. group and your and your demographic your yeah. age group
2: your demographic like whether or not you are married yet and stuff like that and that that was really weird and then you know afterwards um there were there were awesome people and they were like hey you want to sit down like when we got home they were like you want to sit down and just sort of talk out what just happened and just like see Processing. how you felt about it and just we like we'd love to hear what you, how you felt we'd love to answer any of your questions stuff like that and that was really cool. And then um the day like the day the planned day was over and um they dropped me off in downtown Yuma to just kind of like look around and then it was close enough to their house that I could just walk back. And something had happened earlier in the week where they had mentioned something about the husband's guitar and he was like, "Yeah, I'd love to play my guitar, but you know, I don't have any strings." And so I Happened upon a music store, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy him some guitar strings. So I did. And then when I got back to the house, and I was like, here you go, you know, th- thank you for letting me stay here and hear some guitar strings. They were super weirded out. They're like, I don't, oh, uh, uh, uh thank you. Hmm. And it took him a couple of days to get up the courage to let me know that it is really, really, really against. The teachings of the Mormon church to ever buy anything on a Sunday. You're not allowed to spend money on Sunday. Yeah,
0: or or conduct any sort of business. You're not allowed to work either, from what I understand.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so for me to go out and conduct some business on their behalf was very troubling. Oh, okay. It was very interesting, very eye opening. But Mormons are great. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't even think about, you know. Oh, yeah, me either. It was just like, yeah. You know, yeah, Sunday. Oh, music store. S- same as any other day. Yeah. I was trying to be a thoughtful person. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're interesting. They're high on life. Those they
0: Mormons. are. They, so, <laughs> so obviously half of our wedding party, right? The the bridal side was Mormon, and the other half was Hick. My mm-hmm. my side, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. fully counted on my side drinking and partying and they weren't they acted like they had a bunch of sticks in their asses and her side the non-drinking side danced until we had to leave <laughs> oh wow nice. totally sober I, I'm like, yeah 100% completely sober no one drank any <laughs> damn liquor or wine It was terrible but lovely
2: yeah
1: <laughs>
2: yeah they're interesting and I t- yeah I totally agree just like just yeah, be nice enough if you don't want them to come in your house, the the missionaries, give them a water bottle.
0: Right. Here's yeah. a water bottle. You know.
2: Have a great day. <laughs> I, I would not like to hear your spiel.
0: Right. Right. Paper towels, too, because they're out there sweating. You know? Yeah. Snack food, anything. Like, pretend like it's trick-or-treaters. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They go nuts over sugar. Nothing with caffeine, though. And you can,
2: uh, you can avoid the J-hose by putting out your... Your American flag
0: yes yes in fact I read a thing I don't know what truth there is to this but there's a phrase that you can say if a Jehovah's Witness ever does come to your door uh, not excommunicated maybe but but something like that and they'll like immediately just zip up and like walk away like and then they'll put you on a list of never coming back but but uh it might be excommunicated, but but it's a word like that. It's one single word that you just have to say to them that implies that you had been with the church at one point and you're no longer exonerated. No no no. Ex I don't know. Um you can look that up.
2: I'm 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 on WikiHow for how to have Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses go away. Yeah. Let's see if they say it. Uh, close the door in their face, ask to be removed. Nope, that's not it. How to stop... What? Okay,
0: look up the word, look up the word for being shunned by the Jehovah's Witness Church.
2: Shunned by Jehovah's
0: Witnesses.
2: Disfellowshipping and shunning.
0: That's it, you've been disfellowshipped.
2: You say that to them?
0: Yeah and then they will never ever ever come back. They'll put you on a list. Wow. Yeah. From what I Now, this again was on Reddit, but there were a number of people that confirmed it that were like can confirm have done this or have been Jehovah's Witness and was like they because they're they're taught within the community to not ever ever talk to somebody who's been disfellowshipped. Oh no never no. So don't don't
2: say it to them. Don't say that you're disfellowshipping them because that's very mean.
0: Correct. Say that you have been. I have been, and then they'll leave. You personally, yourself have been, and they just won't say any other words to you, and they'll leave your property. Completely. (laughs) Like, nope. nope, Zip it. (laughs) Those that continue
2: to believe Watchtower Doctrine are told that whilst disfellowshipped, they are condemned to everlasting destruction.
0: Right. (laughs) They don't
2: want want them to rub off. 1% of... (laughs) Of Jehovah's Witnesses are disfellowshipped every year by the church. Right. With two out of every three never being reinstated.
1: Yeah. Huh.
2: That's so weird. So, yeah, weird. If you tell them that, yeah, it's bad juju,
0: they don't want you to, you know, they want it to grow up. Scientologists so have a thing like that, too. They're shunning. What's a fun fact?
2: Uh, the word disfellowship does not appear in the Bible.
0: Oh, really?
2: Hmm. So that's totally made up by them.
0: Does the word
2: fellowship? I'm sure the word fellowship
0: is in there somewhere. <laughs> Does the word ring? Are we seeing a connection? What's going on?
2: Yeah, blood transfusion. Oh, yeah. I'm on a website called JWfacts.com.
0: Perfect. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I I was fascinated too about their their version of blood transfusion. That there's a link. I'm just like, well, dude, if, if the technology exists, why not? You know reap the benefits. That was but a no. link
2: under under the header questionable doctrine. Ah, yeah. That's super weird. My wife has a Jehovah's Witness child in her class and so all that means is that they can't celebrate that child's birthday and they need to kind of tone down celebrations of any sort
0: of day. Yeah, and make them volunteering. Yeah. I thought you were going to stop that sentence fyi my wife has a child that's a Jehovah's witness and i <laughs> <laughs> was gonna be like hey is there something you want to tell me like yeah. that'd be fucked up to raise your kid as something you're not <laughs> just oh, to see what would that. happen yeah <laughs> just to get out of doing birthdays really really cj <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh i hate birthdays do you guys know about that i, th- I think zach knows about this do you, oh, do
3: you
0: know about I, James? I know yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean,
3: yeah, it's such a pain trying to. It was such a pain trying to find out when your birthday was.
0: Yeah, I know. We don't tell people.
3: It's yeah, right. no,
0: don't worry. Do. But here's the yeah, thing, right. like I, I'm with you. I don't like being the center of birthdays, and I'm of a, I'm of a mind frame of like, look, I did nothing, right? Thank my mom. If mm-hmm. you really want to thank somebody, right, you know, send <laughs> her a letter, call her, say, hey, thanks for doing all that work, fucking blah blah years ago, but. I, you know, I really – it's not an accomplishment. It's not something that I, I work towards. Hey, you, you didn't die another year. Congratulations.
2: Yeah. yeah it just – I yeah, i got to a certain age and I was over it. And it's not – I don't hate the concept, like you're saying. Like when it's my wife's birthday, I'm totally happy treating her special and taking her out and stuff like sure. that. And we had a, we had a thing this year around her birthday where – for whatever reason, our plans weren't lining up with us seeing her parents on or around her birthday. And that was when I had to go, okay, we need to reassess and make sure that <laughs> your parents see you on the day because that's it's it's important. Like it's
0: your shit. Yeah. It's yeah. more
2: about the relationship between you and your parents than it is about anything else in the world.
0: Right. <laughs> Me and my friends, you know, Yeah. let's hang out. But we were going to do beer tours. What? And I the day it was I
2: know the day is the day that I stopped caring and stopped wanting anyone else to care was when I was working at the pizza place and I took an extra day off. I had someone cover my shift, but I took an extra day off because for my birthday that year, my mom wanted to take me to Yosemite. So it was like, all right. So for that day, I'm not going to work, and someone else covered my shift, and blah blah blah. But the owner who made the schedule. Was very vindictive about stuff like that. And um, so the next week after that, I was not scheduled very much. I think I was scheduled for like two days when normally I would have been on for four or five.
0: Right. Well, how dare you celebrate, dude? Yeah.
2: Well, he didn't know anything <laughs> about the birthday part. He just knew that I had decided not to go to work that day. Oh. Uh... So he, um, I went to him in private and I was like, hey, you know, what's going on with me only being scheduled for two days and he's like well seems like you don't want to work here since you're taking so many days off oh my god (laughs) once man
1: one time (laughs) yeah
2: and so and and i was like well are you talking about last week on whatever wednesday and he's like yeah and i said well you know that was my birthday and so my mom wanted to take me to yosemite so i had someone cover for me and uh he's like oh i feel so bad blah blah blah. okay so I'll, i'll fix it whatever but i felt so weird and wrong using it to have that happen? And Dude, like, no. Oh, that, I'm no, I'm never going to do that again.
0: It, well, that's the yeah. thing. It shouldn't have come to that, right? Yeah, it, it well, that's very like, well, true. Why are you taking this off?
1: Yeah, yeah birthday, that guy was oh, awful.
0: Okay. Right, right. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for terrible bosses. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So my 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 aversion to letting anyone know when my birthday is is more about me not wanting people to celebrate it with me than anything else. Yeah. But there's also yeah, the whole my, Ron Swanson thing. You know the Ron Swanson. Uh, Some of my favorite Ron Swanson quotes. Something about like someone someone is doesn't know much about Ron Swanson like oh, you know, you don't know that about Ron? And they're like, Leslie, I think, is like, yeah, I don't even know when Ron's birthday is. Or no, no not his birthday is. I don't even know when, uh, I don't even know where he lives. He won't tell anyone. Really? Yeah, ask him. So they go, Ron, where do you live? And he says, why? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's
0: it. Uh, one of my favorites oh, is when show. he's he's about to sell his cabin. Oh right. yeah, and he's, yeah. And he's explaining. He's like, I just, I just can't justify having four cabins, and then he looks around, two having two cabins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or anytime we starts talking about his money, I buried a certain amount of gold.
1: Yeah, or did yeah. I? <laughs> or I
0: and didn't love Ron Swanson. Yeah, or I didn't. <laughs> yeah, love Ron Swanson. Nick Offerman, you know, he's really married to Megan Mullally. Yeah, yeah.
2: The, uh, Zach, Meg, Megan Mullally is the one who played Tammy two. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he also, there was a recent thing that he came out with that was pretty interesting where he was talking about like, everyone holds me up as the standard of manliness since I played Ron Swanson. And then they say things like men shouldn't cry and stuff like that. And so since you've made me the standard of manliness, I'm going to tell you something. I cry all the time. Yeah. I'm a little crybaby. It's okay for them yeah. to cry and stuff
0: like that. It's pretty cool. Did, did you see a stand-up special? I saw part of it. He, he walks out there, takes his shirt off, and just holds it for a second. And it's just like, uh, the title of the show promises brief nudity. For those of you expecting it, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> did,
3: you guys,
2: did you guys ever watch Monk?
0: Yes, love I have Monk. Not. Do you remember watched it to completion? I did not watch all of them, but I watched the last few. There's uh,
2: really? There's an episode of Monk with Nick Offerman on it. Really? He's the super fan. He's Monk's super fan.
0: Oh, man.
2: That's worth watching cuz it's very non-Ron Swanson.
0: I'll watch that. Sir. It's
2: it's very Ron Swanson meeting little Sebastian.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: sure.
0: <laughs> Also, it turns out... He did a film recently with Adam Scott where they smoke a bunch of weed. Him and his wife and Megan Malali. Interesting. Yeah, I wish that I had seen it. I saw the preview and it looked hilarious. There's a song and a dance that they do where Megan Malali ends up with Red uh, Bush coming out of her underpants and she's dancing around in that and a bra and then they're all singing and smoking out of a bong and it's amazing wow in his wood shop cuz he has an actual wood shop he's a, he's a real woodworker
2: yes and he's
0: very behind oh is he 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 used to take a lot of
2: uh requests for things and you know and have people buy them from him but uh ever since he started on Parks and Rec he's very very behind
0: Go (laughs) figure
2: Zach I would like you to tell us What happened in your week
3: What happened in my week Well let's see For the whole first part of the week uh, All I did was work Monday through Friday Um, Nothing really interesting happened um, Other than work Which was actually busy Which is good um and then uh yesterday I went hiking uh near Sanoll.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, I I I had just uh learned about it. There's this uh little regional regional uh park that they have Sanoll Regional Wilderness. It's only like 5 bucks to get into. Right quite on. a bit of uh quite a bit of hiking there. So that was that was cool. Um a little bit muddy in certain spots because of the recent rains, but uh you know, nice little quick uh, six or so mile hike. So, you know, you just hike in the morning, then you're back uh, back home before you get too late. And it was the weekend, so I uh, didn't have to deal with too bad of traffic. Did you do that a lot? Hike? Uh, try to, yeah. At least once a month, I try to. Awesome. So, like, but normally, I go
0: to like, I'm sorry, what? allergy related asthma. Oh! Don't do too much strenuous stuff where there's a bunch of trees, because I will like get like fire lung and like yeah, you not know, no, have a fun time. So oh. I'm jealous <laughs> of you, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, luckily I don't. I used to have uh, asthma pretty bad, but luckily I was one of the lucky people that kind of grew out of it. Oh um, yeah, and then I normally just take you know some antihistamines beforehand just in case. Um, that's smart. Yeah, just in case.
2: I I always have to take a is it is it loratadine?
0: Yes, Claritin. Yeah. Is that what Claritin is? I yes. have to
2: I have to take one of those uh, the day after it rains every single time. Huh.
0: Oh yeah. Is it mold or mildew?
2: It's not either. It's the fact that uh, the first sunny day after a rain, all the plants give off all their pollen. Ah. Uh, oh, okay. Makes sense. And so I've learned at this point on the days where I have to clean up a lot of cat hair or on the days that it's sunny and it rained the day before, I need to take a Claritin. I did not know that that was Claritin. I just knew that it was yes. whatever the S-Smart brand of over-the-counter <laughs> combination decongestant and antihistamine was. <laughs>
0: Which is really
3: oh, you you, mean the, in the life. combo. You say you need the the, the, Clar, the Claritin D then, if you're getting the combo, yeah. Oh,
2: oh it may yeah. it may just be antihistamine, but it's a twenty four oh, okay. it's a twenty four hour antihistamine, which is good because yeah, then Claritin. I don't fall asleep. With the yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: Clar, cl- cl- Claritin. E- even if, if it's by itself, it's Claritin. and Zyrtec are all once daily ones. Oh,
1: okay. oh yeah.
2: See, I uh, I don't – I'm not a brand name kind of guy. I'm uh, what's the cheapest f- and – Oh, yeah. No,
0: 100%. Homie. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I, so I've been having this weird allergic reaction where my hands are getting super duper itchy. So And I'm not sure what it is that I'm touching. But scratching it makes it completely worse. So uh, I've been just like anytime it starts itching and I'm like, ah, fuck. Like because you scratch you know, without realizing that you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, scratching a bunch. So I take one of those things and then I, uh, you know, cause I, I forget I'm bad with pills. I forget to take one every day. Uh, so I take one of those things and then I wash the aff- affected area with antibacterial soap and some sort of wash it washed a couple of times, but then it usually goes away after about 15, 20 minutes. Interesting. But that's been, huh. yeah. Yeah. So like something that I touch, And I'm not, I literally have no idea what it is. I think when I was young, I used to have a a mild cat allergy, but not to cats. I think it was to a certain chemical in the litter that my friend's cat had. Because not all cats would do it, but just my friend's cat, my friend Zylo's cat, every time it touched me, I would sneeze to high heaven when I was younger. Uh, And so now that I have a cat with a litter box, I'm wondering if it could be something like that, right? But, But I don't. It might be a chemical within the litter. It might be.
2: Have you tried changing the litter? Because I assume you are one of the people cleaning at the litter box. Correct. Yeah. Have you tried changing the litter while wearing gloves?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: Uh, no. No. Oh.
0: Yeah. So I mean, the, well, the the problem is, and I, and I always wash my hands immediately afterwards. But like the so. If the cat gets some litter stuck in its toes or whatever and then runs and puts it on something, ah. it's the only it's the only thing that I can think of. So because it was also the the old fridge that I moved out to the to the garage did that a lot. It like both times that I touched it, my hands and wrists started itching really bad. So um, but I'm allergic to mold and mildew and dust. And most uh, trees. Like so so like when they did the allergy test when I was younger, like like every tree came back with a little bit of redness. But uh, most of the ones that were around Manteca specifically. So, like every year around October and November, I, I usually had to go to the hospital and get a breathing treatment because just, you know, you the there? stuff you that's in the air. But yeah, welcome back.
2: Oh, were you talking the whole time, Zach? Hello. Yeah, Zach, Hi. can you, can yeah, you hear there us? You go. Yeah.
3: If you guys are there and talking, I
2: cannot hear you guys right now. Hello? <laughs> uh, Zach, I'm going to have to text Zach and let him know we can hear you.
1: Zach
0: left. No.
1: All
2: right. Let's see if I can add him back to the call. Wait, Zach, okay. Hey, Zach.
0: Yes. Hey, welcome back.
2: Okay. We could hear you that whole time. Oh, you <laughs>
3: I could not hear you guys, then all of a sudden it disconnected me.
0: Oh,
2: okay. But then, now uh, now you're good?
3: I'm good, yeah. Okay. Um, James was talking about the trees all coming back red, and then uh, cut out.
0: Oh. Uh. So, yeah, every year around October. You, you don't
3: have to. I mean, if you guys, or November, if you guys were I, still I, recording. I mean.
2: Oh, that's fine. James, do you... Use a pearl litter, pine litter, corn litter, or cat litter made from newspaper.
0: I do not know. Let me go and check. I use the—I believe it's Tidy Cat, and I believe it's the 24-hour protection. I like the stuff that clumps because it's easier to clean. Sure. Let me walk yes. into the cat room right now.
1: Don't call it the cat room. <laughs> <It's> been, <laughs> been instructed not <laughs> to call it the cat room.
0: So we hear. <laughs> uh, I'm going into the room the other room in uh in the house one of one of the many rooms in my my three bedroom house that I have What well, now what were the, what were the classifications?
2: Um pearl litter, pine litter, corn litter or litter made from newspaper. How do you tell this? I have no idea. I'm st- uh, but these are the anti-allergy litters.
0: Ah Ingredients Natural clay and mineral product with deodorizing system It is uh, Purina brand No? Yeah, Tiny Cats clumping litter For multiple cats, we only have the one
2: Tiny Cats (laughs)
0: Allergy, human, searching Prevents ammonia odor For two weeks, guaranteed Think
2: you're allergic to your kitty? You might be allergic to her litter Ha ha
0: it's because of the clay-based uh, aspect. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean That would stand to reason. That would make sense. Uh, most Thank cat you, litter
2: is clay-based, and disturbing it raises a fine dust. That dust can cling to your feline friend's fur, making you sneeze when she rubs against your face. You might also notice allergy symptoms as or after
0: you clean the litter box. See? Yep. Or it's something that I touch, you. but it could be something else. Yeah, you know.
2: <sighs> so, hmm. but I didn't know that was a thing—being allergic to cat litter. I'm allergic yeah, to
0: to cleaning the litter box. <laughs> ah, yeah. I'm, I'm allergic to doing dishes for some reason. I don't <laughs> understand. Yeah. <it. laughs> she's like but you eat out of dishes no no but yeah i just something about i don't know the The second that dish so
2: touches the yeah dish it's weird it's
0: weird right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was my trick when i was growing up i i did the dishes one time so bad not intentional Mm -hmm. i just really couldn't be bothered to like give a shit and my mom stopped asking me Like, I didn't rinse anything. I was just like, what? Like My whole logic was, listen, we have a goddamn dishwasher. Why Why am I washing the dishes before I I get it to the dishwasher? Yes, and Tim Allen had a very good point because we used to watch Home Improvement. Absolutely. Why am I going to wash the dish before putting it in the dishwasher? It's not doing its job. Let me fix that shit. But I couldn't be bothered to fix it either. So I was just like, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My grandma complains to me about that exact same thing all the time. But hers hers is a is a, a more solid argument because for her she says – and because she was around at the dawn of dishwashers. So she always says, they always said that you should use a dishwasher because it saves water. How am I saving water by washing every dish before I put it in the dishwasher?
1: Right.
0: So just put it through dirty. It's fine. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't have an
0: answer for her. If it's on hot, it's de germed, right? You're fine. Yeah. Well That's disgusting. It's the bachelor way of living. Bachelor Frog, here I come. (laughs) 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 We are
2: very, very low on our water usage level, so I'm never I'm never too worried about it. I I don't mind washing dishes by hand if there's good music playing. Nice. Nice.
0: You're the type do you have a you have a lawn where you're at now? I can't
2: remember uh there's no front lawn there's a back lawn that's slowly
0: coming back so do you what's your watering method is there sprinklers
2: no there's no sprinklers anywhere on the property i'm supposed to water it all the time
0: uh it's been so a you're months. handy enough you rent but you're handy enough yeah you can get these big tubs and you can convert your washing machine to dump into something that waters your grass it's like a recycling. But the the owner of my house was explaining to me his system, um, mm. and it's really simple. It's just it's just with siphon housing. Like like once you once you get the reservoir set up to dump enough water into it, you use that into like like a hose. And he's got like a hose system set up, and he just waters his lawn with the, with the. And I was like, the detergent doesn't fuck up your lawn, and he goes, no, not at all. He goes, if anything, it makes it greener. Yeah, you know, I was like true. no, all right. Uh,
2: A lot of people, ever since uh, Dawn, uh, was able to say, yeah, they use Dawn to clean oil off of baby ducks after the Exxon Valdez spill. Um, A lot of soap companies have moved to the Dawn way where they can say, no, it's great for the environment. You kidding me? Yeah, right, right. Water your lawn with our soap. (laughs) It's great.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Dawn's also a great uh, pet shampoo. It it kills Mm -hmm. fleas. It suffocates them.
2: We had a flea. Yeah. We had a flea <clears throat> issue at our old house, and uh, we used Dawn a lot to mm. curtail that. Yep. Turns out dogs don't like flea dips, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they don't mind
2: the Dawn. Well, I mean, I was doing both. It was a thing where it was you fill the tub up enough, cover oh, your yeah. cover yeah. your dog, and Dawn. And then hold them under the water for five minutes or whatever, however long it takes right. the police to suffocate
0: or drown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my dog hated it. Don is another <laughs> name that is completely off the books for, for us if we ever did have children. There are a few. What are more? Yeah. Oh Well, so, I mean, just because of our last name, right? So, yeah. Don Key... Oh, got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, One day, uh, like I was talking and like completely separate. So that's I guess that's a weird tradition that Jenny and I have is like naming our imaginary kids or like thinking of the names that we could never do. You know, it's great Uh, because I one day I was talking about how it would be so awesome to have a son named Duke. And she goes, that is a really cool name. She goes, but say it with our last name. And I was like, aw. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sad. Aw. <laughs> yeah. How Duke about, is completely off the table.
2: What about Locken?
0: Locken. Yeah. That's actually oh, cool. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. That is cool. Right? <laughs> Kiki is out for other reasons, too.
2: Right? Any any name Kiki. that can be reduced to key. So, like, uh, like yeah. Uh, like uh, Kirsten or something like that. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kiki. <laughs> I mean, one key is not too bad. You could be Kiki. That's not too, you know. But like Kiki itself is bad news because Kiki key. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, anything that ends with an S, you got to be careful with because it's like S-key. You know, brewski. Yeah. You know, anything? Uh, yeah. So, jetski is jet ski, you know. But...
2: So we can we can bleep it if uh, if you if you'd like, Zach. But with your last name, uh, you can never name your son Richard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no way. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I'm glad you already That's, knew his name, so I didn't have to say it in case it had never you, gone out on the on the airwaves. Oh, what
0: I, I, what I you care. could do is name him Cushing, and it would be amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Setting would be perfect. So I had, I had this thing when I was a when I was a massage therapist. One of my clients had a really alliterative name. Uh, it rhymed actually; it was a rhyming name, and I just tickled me pink. So I would constantly figure out names ways to make names rhyme. And so this this girl that I worked with was about to marry somebody whose last name was Haskett. And she goes, alright, my name's going to be Haskett. What should we name our son? And I was like, Basket, clearly.
1: It would be awesome.
0: Basket Haskett. So now when Jenny and I are in the store, hey, do you want a Basket Haskett?
3: (laughs) Oh my god.
2: (laughs) I have never thought about names that would be bad with the last name
0: right it's a weird it's a weird having a noun and having such a simple thing like it's a weird thing to have to deal with
2: the thing I have to deal with most often is that my last name which is Martin is uh, also Uh, first name name. and so also my name is too long so on my driver's license all three names are on different lines (laughs) and often people aren't sure which one is my first name (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, three first names essentially.
2: I have three first names.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's great.
2: But if I have a son, I'm planning to give him those
0: three first names as well. See, okay. Jenny and I are back and forth about that. Because I am the third James in a row, but I'm the only James. Grandpa is James Benton. But everybody calls him Pete. Yeah. Okay. Dad's James Anthony, but everyone calls him Tony. I'm James Peter after Grandpa, but everyone calls me James, right? So I'm the only James, even though I'm the third one. Yeah. But but she thinks that it's too much pressure for the young to have the same name as the first one. Either you have to live up to it or you don't. And uh, she makes a really good point in that, working in the government, it's very, very difficult for me as the the government worker when there are two people in the same house with the same name. Yeah, especially if it's the same first, middle, and last. If they've got middle names, it's easier because I can at least distinguish, right? But it, but it's yeah, it's very difficult. Um, but those are not necessarily reasons to like. I still feel strongly like I want to have you know, like I'm the third one. You got to keep the tradition going. You got to have have a fourth, and because I'm of the mind like I, my family is completely cool with naming somebody something and then calling them something else for their entire life. You know, hence Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have, I have, it drives drives Jenny nuts because Pete's sister, my aunt Dovey, whose real name was Dovey, we called her Aunt Sissy, but my cousins, who she was the grandmother of, called her Mimi. Right? So this woman had three names.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so all three of them could be used interchangeably with ease, and confused the absolute. Ever loving shit out of Jenny who was an outsider. was trying to distinguish between my family. And she's like, You need to stick with one.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we
0: we also call when you know when you're young, you're trained to call all of the older relatives aunt and uncle, regardless of whether or not they're actually cousins to you. Sure. Right? So that was something that that <laughs> confused her too in trying to just distinguish everybody's relationships. She's like, but <laughs> she's like, You call them aunt? And I was like, Yeah, but that's your actual cousin. Well
1: <laughs> they're <laughs> right.
0: older than me, you know, but they're adults. Like they've got kids now that are my age. Right. But they're your cousin. Yeah. You know. But sure. they're my aunt.
2: <laughs> so I have the, the for me where it comes from is well first of all, I'm named after my father. Sure. But my name my father's name, which is my name, um kinda came out of nowhere. So the family name in my family is the first name Styles. Oh, cool. S-T-I-L-E-S. Cool.
0: As in hmm. your actual first name is Styles? Yes. That's amazing!
2: Yeah. So um, it went for three generations. It went for more than that, looking at some genealogy. The name has been around for hundreds of years in our family. But um, three generations in a row. So there's my grandfather, who's in the last one. His name is Stiles. He does not go by Stiles because he hates that name. His dad and his grandfather were both Stiles. And so when my dad was born, my dad was their firstborn son. And so the plan, as far as anyone was concerned, was that his name would be Stiles as well. And they change middle names, but everyone's name is Stiles.
0: Okay, sure.
2: And, um But then... Once my dad was born, they were looking at him. They're like, "Man, I do not see Styles here."
1: <laughs>
2: so they picked the name of their favorite character from the television show Wagon Train, which was okay. Christopher. Perfect. So instead of of Styles J, it was Christopher J. And um, apparently, my great grandfather was livid about this, and that was about the last time my grandpa ever talked to him.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. it Was when he showed up
2: at the hospital to congratulate them for their newly born, to the next generation of Styles, and he wasn't, and he just went, "Okay, I'm out." I, uh, I your grandpa wanna...
0: was Andy Bernard, yeah, <laughs> pretty, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, at first I was the junior, and then my parents decided I didn't properly suit the junior name. So when my <laughs> when my younger brother was born, they changed my name and then gave him the name, yeah.
0: Revoked it. Yeah, exactly. That would have been so fucked if they did give the next kid Styles. Like that's like a message. Clearly like they they had a girl
2: and then they had my dad and then they had a girl, so there was no chance to actually do that. Right. And I have a cousin whose middle name is Styles, which is for me that's alright. The name lives on and I don't have to worry about it. But I happened I like my name and my parents for whatever reason, either it's because they were both nerds, which they were or because they were like looking to the future and looking to encourage me. I'm I'm named after my dad, but I'm not junior, I'm the second. Right. My legal name is the second. Which with
0: two eyes? Yes. Or or with the word the second.
2: No 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 with two eyes. Ah, gotcha. I'm Christopher Martin I I. And so right. that is heavily implying and now what about the third?
1: You
2: see, <laughs> which right. I have no problem with because I like what? my name. I, I would yeah. have no that's what
0: problem. Was trying to avoid.
2: Yeah, and so I'm CJ, and so great. I have a son. He's Chris. Done. Right. We can have the same or name a. and be distinguished apart from each other.
0: Right or J. Yeah. Any number of right because yeah, that's my yeah, my whole. But but she's like it, it's a completely appalling concept for her to name a child the middle name that you intend to, to call them. But I'm like, look, I've got one name that gets not used, that never gets used ever. Right? What does it matter if it's the middle or the first yeah. name that that is on the you know the birth certificate? Like let them choose. And if the kid wants to be called James or Jim or Jimmy or Jamie, you know, because that's that's a great thing about the first name James. Like there's there's about five different variants of it that you can have, and it and you, you know you're still fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh you know, he could have the choice. I liked having the choice. And I, li- I again, just like you, I like my name. I like I identify with my name and I, I would love to be able to pass that on. Yeah. You know. Now we have a but,
2: friend who um is into their fourth generation of their name. Did you know? You this? and I have
0: a, a friend? No. Yeah.
2: So uh he listens to the show, his name is Joaquin. Hi, Joaquin.
0: Oh, I did! I did hear that. That's right. The fourth. He's the, fourth. the third, and his but, son, who does but, not go yeah. by
2: Joaquin, is named the fourth. And there's no middle name. Right. It's a first and a right. last.
0: I have a friend who is uh, Clifford Coleman, uh, last name redacted. The sure. third, and and his son is now the fourth, and he calls him Cole. This Coleman is <laughs> my <laughs> My orthodontist was named
2: Willard C. Collins the Third perfect, and he was an old old man, and I remember him telling me at one point, "I hate my name, I have the stupidest name. So when I had my son, i said i "I absolve you of being Willard C. Collins the Fourth. You will be David." <laughs> <laughs> Now, Zach, uh, if there's a story here, I'd love to hear it because I think you have two middle names. I do. Yes. Okay. Is there a story behind you having two middle names? A bit
3: bit of one. It's not uh, not that exciting. It's mostly, uh, you know, one one parent had one idea what it should be. The other had another could never quite uh, come to an agreement. So uh, they both got stuck in there okay so um my so my middle names are michael william and so michael is um grandfather on my mom's side and william is great-grandfather on my dad's side
2: okay okay
3: so that's where that's where those come from just couldn't you know quite decide which one to throw in so is michael in both them.
2: was michael the one i knew
3: you would have known him yeah probably yeah. not super well but
2: yeah he worked a lot but
0: i I didn't know yeah him.
2: yeah
3: yeah you, you'd have at least met him yeah
0: okay had had the thought ever crossed your mind of going by either one of them no michael william no yeah i never i've never considered ever going by peter yeah no
3: it it never ne- never has once crossed uh crossed my mind
2: I don't even tell uh, people what my middle name is. I'm not I'm not going to go by it. Yeah. I know. I know.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Same,
3: same. Yeah. It, it never really comes up. <laughs>
0: right. Mine surprisingly does. Really? really? Like a lot of people like like since they're shocked that my last name is Key, Want
1: like to it, then it, know in your in whole mind, name it
0: opens up uh, communication, yeah, of like, "Well, what is your middle name then?" Right? It, is it Locked <laughs> right is it you know frisk right is it duke what's going on like what is your middle name How have you followed that right and also trying to in some cases de- determine the level of christianity that my parents had <laughs> you, you know <laughs> and some people are like oh hey mine too are parents i M- michael john like oh hello huh. mine too are christians great <laughs> Ding. <laughs> in fact, me and uh the rapper um uh, abstract rude had a moment like that because uh, his name is aaron christopher uh, oh. For those, I'm sorry if I just put him on blast. Hopefully, you know, not fucking slander or anything. But so we had a moment, he and I, together after <laughs> during the middle of his concert uh, where, yeah, we, we shared <laughs> that our parents were both Christian whilst naming us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so are mine. It just didn't seem important about the uh, naming portion.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Names.
0: Oh uh, uh. so do you do you know what your names mean uh for me,
2: it's their favorite character on wagon train and no, no no
0: no 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 like the the actual like etymology of your name like James is the supplanter like that's what it means right and Peter is the rock right so so James would have been the person to like take your place and so I've known this definition since I was like eleven mind you, so I was that little pompous ass kid who knew what supplanter meant, you know,
1: supplanting <laughs> is to take one's place. <laughs>
0: right, right? So, so fucking uh, Webster's definition, I believe, to take one's place by way of trickery or force wow. to supplant. Right? And so, uh, how close is that? You should Google that. To supplant. Okay.
2: supplant. To supplant. It sounds right to me.
0: Yeah, to take one's place by way of trickery or force. Uh,
2: another discovery. Uh, supersede and replace. So that's another way of saying exactly what you yeah. said.
0: Uh, so, uh, and then Peter is the rock, right? So I used to yeah. like, so I'm going to, I'm going to take your place in line and I'm going to stay there. Ha ha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God.
2: <laughs> I know my first name my first means name. walks with Christ. Of
0: course. of course. I often wonder what, what the fuck exactly it is. Topher to Topher, right? So it must be to walk. Perfect.
2: Well, let's see, let's, let me find out. I'm just going to search Topher because that's a name too. Name I thought
0: that was meaning. just a shortening of Christopher. I think in I general it, it is but it, at
2: this point uh hmm. at this point that, that could just be a regular name. I don't know if Topher Grace is that. Nope, short form of Christopher so same deal with Topher. Zach, do you know what your name means?
3: I have no idea what any of them mean.
2: <laughs> Let's find out what Zachary means. Zachary, it's Hebrew. Oh, that that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Hebrew baby name. In Hebrew, go away Best Buy ad. In Hebrew, it, <laughs> it means remembered by God.
3: Well, there you go then.
0: Literally yes. thought it meant go away Best by ad, and I was, like, <laughs> super confused for just a minute.
2: <laughs> Ooh, that's super weird. So what did I say? Remembered by God? Yeah. Michael means who is like God. Okay. Let's see if William has something to do with that. William is German and means... Come on. a uh, desire and helmet so it sounds like it's a desire for protection
0: desire and helmet
2: uh will is desire and helm is protection so wilhelm ah uh,
0: wilhelm right oh Ooh, yeah. yeah
2: so a desire for protection hmm. while god is busy being with you being with you remembering you and you're yeah. wondering whether you're with him you are also being right. protected right See, oh
0: that's the best of both because you're remembered by, but also with.
2: Oh,
3: I feel so <laughs> much. Uh, that's like I Mitch feel So Hedberg. much safer.
0: <laughs> exactly. <Here's, laughs> God is Mitch Hedberg in this situation. You're super safe. <laughs> he he used to be with you, but he's still with you too, currently.
1: <laughs>
0: right, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Hedberg. I. Oh yeah. I used to do drugs. I still do drugs, but I used to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was so good.
0: He was. He was. Oh, man. He was (laughs) really dry delivery.
2: He was one of the best from he was on home movies. Pretty. A couple of times, which was great. But he was one of the best on uh, Dr. Cats.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Dr. Cats. I haven't watched that show for like 20 years. It feels like since Comedy Central was good. That's when I watched it.
2: Comedy Central, Zach, I, you missed you missed it, I think, but it used to be very, very good. I definitely missed it, yeah. They showed SNL reruns all day long, and they showed a lot of Dr. Cats and a lot of kids in the
0: hall. A lot of kids in the hall. Tons and tons of kids in the hall.
2: Which kids in the hall, I went back recently, uh, doesn't hold up. Some, really? Does not hold up. There are some good ones.
0: It was very, very time-specific. Very 90s. But very that's also
2: years. the deal with SNL. SNL does not hold up. Right. Agreed. You take Agreed. the
0: nostalgia out of the equation,
2: and SNL is not a great show in 1982.
0: No. No. In fact, most of the time, like, literally the only SNL that I really dig is when I was the, the years from when I was like 13 to 16 with like Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler, and like, and even that might have been old, but like Mike Myers and stuff. And then, like, before and after that, you know, but even then, going back, I can't do it. Yeah,
2: I, I, I tried that once at first when uh, all of SNL showed up on Netflix. I was like, "Well, here we go. I'm going to yeah, watch all of SNL." Yeah, no. and it's not a uh, sequential thing. Mm-mm. Nope. Watch the best ofs. Everyone out yep. there listening, don't bother trying to watch all of it. Just watch the best ofs because those are very good.
0: Right, <laughs> and everyone knows the ones that are good. Right, the celebrity Jeopardies. Right the the fucking uh, anytime Alec Baldwin is there, sweaty oh, yeah. balls. You know the the there was one Alec Baldwin one, and he did this thing with his face that I just it cracks me up to this day thinking about it. He he was playing the the camp leader, the Boy Scout leader, and it was before Waterboy was a movie, but Cantina Boy was a sketch done mm. by Adam Sandler. And, do you remember this? Have you
2: seen a, this? A l- little bit. Go ahead.
0: So that like. The whole scene is basically Adam Sandler trying to seduce Cantina Boy, and Cantina Boy doesn't quite get it. And so, at one point, Adam Sandler is in the sleeping bag, completely covered up to his neck, and he randomly, completely non sequitur, like Cantina Boy's talking, and Adam's uh, or Alex Sand, Alec Baldwin. That's what I keep saying. So it's Alec Baldwin, and Adam Sandler right so alec baldwin is covered up to his neck in a sleeping bag and he's the count the, the camp leader and adam sandler of course is cantina boy so alec baldwin randomly as a non sequitur goes you know what i hate and he's like what do you hate and then he starts fidgeting around and then he like does this weird thing with his face and he goes underpants <laughs> <laughs> And then he proceeds to pull out a pair of underpants, and it's one of the funniest fucking comic gold that I've ever seen in my life. You know what I hate? Oh, yeah. Underpants. Brilliant.
2: My favorite. <laughs> I have, my friend Matt and I used to buy DVDs. You know, they did the best of this guy, best of this guy, and stuff. And so we would go back and forth buying the DVDs and always tell each other which ones we bought. But my favorite DVD is Best of Chris Farley. Sure. Just hands down. Sure. Man, oh man. Zach, have you ever seen some of the old Chris Farley stuff? No, no, I'm actually kind
3: of Googling him right now.
2: Who was the... What was the motivational speaker? Uh, Matt something.
0: Uh, Matt Foley. Matt Foley. lived in a van down by the river.
2: Lived yeah. in a van down by the river. Matt Foley. You yeah. should check out some Matt Foley.
0: Matt Foley was great. Um... Anytime he crossed dressed was great. I this guy that I subletted from in Chicago, Brian Jack, uh, which Google him he's a pretty uh, prominent improv performer, uh, uh, was uh, like loved Chris Farley, and he had this this picture in our hall hallway, and it was Chris Farley with a fucked up hairdo, in a pink leotard with a tutu on, and he had picture perfect form. Doing uh, dancing position number uh, just a plie or whatever, but like his back was straight, his feet were in the exact right position. And here's this fat 300 pound dude with like a terrible haircut, like doing a perfect ballet move. Yeah, it was, was, yeah, it's the the crystal clear, like it's that is what you the definition of him, you know.
2: Yeah, Chris Farley, like he could do a perfect cartwheel, he was doing them all the time, and it was part of what made him so funny was that this big old guy was. Doing stuff like that. I think one of the best Chris Farley's was probably the
0: uh, um not Thunder Down under Oh that was amazing. Chippendales. The the Chippendale's audition. Yeah, yeah, the, the dude with Barney. Oh Patrick oh, Swayze Patrick Swayze. Yeah. So it was amazing.
2: And the, <laughs> the best part of it is so Zach, it's it's Patrick Swayze in his prime.
0: Okay. Big. Big meaty... Like the body of Adonis and the hair of Fabio. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just clearly if it's between big fat Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze, Chris Patrick Swayze is getting the job. And yeah. so it's like, it's like, okay guys, it's down to the two of you. And then they both do a dance audition and it goes about as well as you'd think. Yeah. And then they get off stage and they're talking and they're like, yeah, we're buddies and whatever. And, and, And Patrick Swayze is like, oh, I don't know if I can ever beat you, man. You've got the sexiest moves around. (laughs) And for me, the best part is when they come back out. And I think it's Tim Meadows who's heading the audition committee. And he's saying like, you know, Chris Farley, you had the best dance moves. You were the better dancer up there. You were better in every way. You were more committed. Yeah. 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 And, And Patrick Swayze, you're fine. And so back to Chris Farley. I think the only reason that we can't give you this job is that you're so fat and disgusting. And disgusting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Chris Farley's
2: like, you know, putting his hand on his chin and nodding, yeah, like, uh huh, yeah, and just listening. Yeah, he's like, uh huh.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. sure, sure. And then yeah. <laughs> You know, we thought maybe <laughs> some of
2: our more again. heavy female clients would enjoy <laughs> seeing you up there, but, but in the end, we just decided no, you were just it, too yeah. gross of a person. So we decided <laughs> to go this
0: way and like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I understand. I get it. I get it. <laughs> then he, he's shaking again and dancing. They're like, Barney, Barney, no. It's over. <laughs> That's right.
2: He starts trying to dance again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: well, okay. One of the most underrated Chris Farley roles was, and it was real close to the edge to the end from. You might have actually died during it. it. Was um uh almost heroes?
2: Almost with heroes. With Matthew Perry? This is I don't know.
0: It so ba- basically Matthew Perry is is chartering a uh, topographical topographical journey west. He's uh, he's trying to tr- territory before Lewis and Clark. And Chris is the guide that he hires. And so it's Matthew Perry and Chris Farley back when Perry was hot. Like during Friends days, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so they get into hijinks. Obviously, Selma Hayek is the love interest, and Eugene Levy is in it playing a French pirate.
1: It's like a, a Christopher French, Guest like, kind of movie. Sort
0: of pirate. Yes, it, it is. It's amazing. Wow. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot mm-hmm. of physical comedy, but it's but yeah, it's really good. <laughs> There's this one part where. They have to, the, they get caught by Hidalgo, who is played by guy who played Shia LaBeouf in the Transformers movie. I can never remember this dude's name. But so it's, you know, he's, he's kind of fat and bald, and he plays, you know. And then Eugene Levy is there, and he's got this, like, long hair and this missing a tooth, and he's got this French accent. And uh, I actually don't think Salma Hayek is in this. I lied, it's a different girl. Uh,
2: by the way, Kevin Dunn Pokemon is who you're thinking this. of. Uh,. <laughs> The one, yes. the one playing yes. Pocahontas? She plays Pocahontas?
0: Uh or Saca One of the two? One Not sure. Sha- it, yeah, I, I don't think Selma Hayek is in it. Well, it might be. It's been a long time. Been, this movie came out in like ninety six. Sure. So uh, but but so Dalgo is making them run through this gauntlet. And uh <laughs> Eugene Levy is talking and so uh he, Eugene Levy has no idea what a gauntlet is, right? And at one point they he he's responsible to put down an obstacle that they have to run through, and it's just a bunch of corn. And Hidal goes like, whose idea was the corn? And he looks around. Oh, but uh, I guess it was before this. He, uh, that's what it was. He calls it a gumpet. He was like, you think I don't know what is a gumpet? He had no idea what it was called, and it cracked me up every time I think of it. He's like, because Hidalgo's like, you, you need to make this, you need to make this gauntlet that they have to run through. And then he for a minute, he's like, you think, you know what is a gumpet? And then come to,
1: <laughs>
0: he makes this this you know obstacle that they have to run through, and it's a bunch of like shucked corn on the ground. And so they're like running, and they're like scared, and they they pause in a minute, and they're like, oh, this is dumb, and they just run through it. And <laughs> whose idea was the corn? And Eugene Levy like looks around, brilliant. And then at one point, so like. Uh, Matthew Perry had just left the uh, the Indian Maiden, and he was He didn't do anything. And Eugene uh, looks at him and is like, "Got a drippy dong, eh?" And, and Matthew <laughs> Perry's like, "What? No." He goes, "It drips when it should, and doesn't with all stuff." It's like it's got a whole bunch of one liners, and it's a bunch of like '90s humor. But yeah. it was it was great. I highly recommend watching. it if you're we, if you're th- th- not into Chris Farley,
2: yet. we started getting. Um... The nineties was is when things started to come back from so after after the early seventies and the age of the blockbuster, it we no 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 sorry, just before the late seventies and the age of the blockbuster, we we were having all these movies that just kinda made no sense. Like your cannonball run and stuff like that, where it's just like that's Wait, what's the storyline?
0: Yeah, like we're just watching celebrities hang out here yeah funny because they're celebrities
2: yeah or like animal house like what's the plot line of animal house yes there are a lot of good moments in there even blues brothers and blues brothers is in my top two movies but um, i would agree yeah so we had this whole and it it it, kind of went into the 80s revenge of the nerds stuff like that of just all this this whole genre of movies that just didn't actually make sense and in the '90s, we started to come out of that, and we started to come out of it with these movies that were, even on the face of them, very bad. Yeah. Like, do you remember? Um, do you ever watch Captain Ron?
0: Yeah. As a kid, I loved that movie. That I he's, have when he's sleeping with the, with the eye patch. Yeah, yeah, no, I've never even ball, heard of it. Oh, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Russell.
2: Yeah, Kurt Russell is this beach bum guy with only one eye. It's is
0: the that also best? Eugene Levy. Well, no, is no, no, that Rick Moranis?
2: No, not either of them. It's uh, Martin Short.
0: Martin Short. That's
2: right. Zach Cameron. Before
0: he all of a sudden got hella old. Yes. All of a sudden,
2: you're right. <laughs> well, then he did the Primetime Glick, also back in the days when Comedy Central was good. But, um, See, that used to make me so sad. Dude, Primetime Glick?
0: Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Characters like Glick. Like... Glick, I always, ever since I was a little kid, always felt like that was pandering. And I always, I could never help empathizing with the actor. Like, how would I feel if, like, people were like, do Jiminy Glick! Or, like, do Locke, you know? Yeah, you know what I mean? Or, like, do, like, this terrible fucking, like, annoying, like, be Andy Dick! Or be John Lovitz! Like, like I would hate that! Be Gil- Godfrey! Every time, you know? I would, no, yeah. I would kill myself probably. I would be making a lot of money. I probably wouldn't... Really kill myself. But you know, it would be uh I would have to think about that. It would suck. So, but but back to Captain Ron.
2: Captain Ron is one of these movies. There's a there's a pretty clear storyline and everything's fine, but it's just it's a very forgotten about movie and it's so funny. It's so funny. Um like early on in the movie, they're trying to start the engine on the boat, and Captain Ron says something like, Oh yeah, you know. Boats drink oil like nothing else in the world or something. And Martin Short goes, yeah. Why is that, Captain Ron? He goes, yeah, nobody knows, boss. <laughs> 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 Didn't they hire you as the expert? Or uh, they're on some island in the middle of the Caribbean. And Martin Short's like, ah, I'm going to walk off. I'm going to go on a walk and just kind of think about things. And so Captain Ron shouts, Oh well, careful out there. There's gorillas in the woods. And Martin Short's like, eh, there's no gorillas out here. We're in the middle of the Caribbean Ocean. There's no monkeys at all. Just shut up, Captain Ron. I hate you. And then it turns out that he meant gorillas, not gorillas. There were plenty <laughs> of uh, rebel fighters in the woods <laughs> who found him the moment he stepped <laughs> off the trails.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll have to
2: try to find
3: more. I can watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one. Add to my list of movies.
0: What about uh, Big Trouble in Little China while we're talking about Kurt Russell?
2: Big Trouble in Little China. I love more for the fact that I'm a real big fan of Digital Underground than anything else.
1: (laughs) That
0: is is nothing but trouble with Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. The one that I'm talking about has Kurt Russell and Kim Cattrall. And... Uh, Kurt Russell plays essentially the same character of uh, of Captain Ron. He's just like, but he's a truck driver. But he's like this, like, much like dude who, like, ends up getting into trouble and hijinks, but ends up surviving it with brute strength and fucking some wit, you know? Um, and it, but, it, so basically, the, the plot of it is he is, his truck breaks down in Chinatown somehow, and Troll is uh, a reporter. And during the middle of all of this, she's a a reporter with uh, emerald green eyes. That's important because there's this ancient Chinese fellow. Uh, He's like a spirit. And he's played by, I can't remember his name, Victor Hung? No. The guy who who was uh, Booger's inspiration in Revenge of the Nerds. Or Poe's dad in Panda, uh, Kung, Kung Fu Panda. Um, so, he is this, this ancient spirit who's non-corporeal, and the way that he becomes corporeal is by sucking the life force of a girl who's one in a million and has these emerald green eyes, and then killing her to appease the ancient gods, and then he gains his life form, and he, be, you know, he gets to rule the world because he's a sorcerer. So, uh, he f- basically, uh, Kurt Russell's best friend has a girlfriend who has these crystal green eyes too, and the the sorcerer guy, uh, is, you know, finds her and kidnaps her, and he's got three assassins that help him. That, that are the god of electricity, the god of wind, and the god of uh, I can't remember the other dude. But uh, so they get into the hijinks, and there's mystical fighting, and, and uh, you know, you got to use your your wits to get out of there. And you see Kim controls boobs through her shirt. She, it's a wet T-shirt kind of deal. Wow! Which, as a young kid, let me tell you, yeah, it's very, very much a reason to watch an entire movie. Oh yeah, a, one, you know, half-second glimpse that you get.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: I saw I saw Revenge of the Nerds at uh, age ten, for about of that reason. Of course, and it was, at age ten, it yeah. wasn't like I was doing anything about it. I just was enjoying it.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or and and more so enjoying. You're not supposed to be looking at this, but like looking at it anyways, right? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, there was a guy. We I, I was probably about five. Yeah, I was in kindergarten antique at the time. There was a guy in the apartment complex that had a bunch of. He was a biker, and in his garage, he had a bunch of pictures of naked ladies, uh, and he was like the friend of somebody. Dad, or he had his garage all the way, you know, open or something like that. And my cousin was visiting, and I was talking with him, uh, you know, about this. I was bragging about how I'd seen these all these naked ladies, and he was like, uh, uh, "You know, let's go see it." And I, you know, I was like, "Okay, Bubba, let's go see what you wanted to see." And a grown-up heard that, and they were like, "Wait, what are you guys going to go see?" And I was like, "Stuff," and Bubba <laughs> goes, "Stuff," at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's right. Uh, he, he they were like what stuff? And I was like, Dogs? Naked dogs. I was like, Bubba. Like that's twice. Like stop it. Like shit. Naked dogs, yes, we're gonna see naked dogs. In 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 some undisclosed garage. And they needless, they did not let us go see the naked <laughs> naked dogs. Like, Bubba man. I know.
2: Man, I'm also very, I've never seen Big Trouble in Little China. And that's because I've spent my whole life thinking that the movie Nothing But Trouble was Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nothing But Trouble is a great flick too, though. You've got Dan Aykroyd playing the fucking dual roles and the penis in his nose and John Candy playing the dual roles. and And yeah, that digital underground scene is legit. And that organ makes me want to play. Yeah. And I wanted to eat a sausage. Even though that was supposed to be gross. Like when he takes a bite out of that like drippy sausage and it makes that like pop. I was just like, oh man, give me the sausage. (laughs) (laughs) That's every
2: time I cook a hot link in the skillet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Every single time. I gave up recently on putting my hot links in the microwave. Because that's gross.
0: Yeah, no. I was no. doing it for a while. you boil first? Uh, no.
2: Throw it right in the skillet, baby. Put a lid on top because you don't want you, that heat escaping.
0: You could boil it. I know it. cuts down your skillet.
2: Yeah. Um. For whatever reason, it gives me a lot of pleasure to... Not pleasure, like, in a weird way. But um, I enjoy taking the time to really, really scrub my skillet and get it very clean.
0: Yes. (laughs) You ever go to Lockford Meats? Yes. You ever get their pint dog or link or whatever their their, uh, luau dogs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you cook those in the skillet and it leaves like this residue, like this roux. Not a roux. It's like a sauce. Like it's a reduction and it's like this pineapple-y sweet reduction. It's so good. It's an addicting, addicting flavor.
2: I used to house it for my grandparents out in Lockford all the time, because that's where they live, and uh, every time I would every time. go buy way too many Lockford sausages, and uh-huh. just eat sausage all night until I got the meat sweats, it was great. Oh, <laughs>
0: all the meat sweats, they're terrible and lovely. <laughs> it's- Something vegetarians will never ever understand—the meat sweats.
2: Uh, you ever get the meat sweat sack? yeah,
0: N- no, I, I don't.
2: I don't
3: think I have. At least the uh, not that I can remember.
0: <laughs> that means you clearly have not ever tasted in your life Lockford meats jerky because <laughs> <laughs> you don't stop. You, you go through twenty dollars jerky in like five minutes, and you're like, yeah. "Damn it!" And I would eat more, and then. Three minutes later, you're like, "There's the meat sweats."
2: Yep, the meat sweats happen when you have sat down to an entire meal of very rich meats uh, and cheeses and charcuterie, as it yep. were. And there, so there, there, there are no vegetables on the plate. There are no grains, and you're just sitting there eating just very fatty all things, protein. all yeah. protein. And then you, I wonder you start if that's
0: protein poisoning. I wonder if you could die, like if you keep eating meat, if that like protein poisoning. Would you die? I know if you eat uh, like a polar bear liver, you die from the vitamin A. Really? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I've never gone like too like, far hey, down the meat sweat red.
0: alley. I just have. <laughs> you got to ride that happened. puppy. <laughs> That's when the fun starts. <laughs> ride it off into the sunset, man. Back to Chris Farley. He was in Da Bears. That sketch, right? Mm-hmm. Da bears and there was one sketch where he had a heart attack and he like pounds the shit out of his chest he's like another heart attack no, I'm fine God. back to the sausage
2: yeah another, another one there's the one another where he uh, he coughs up an entire like rack of ribs oh yes perfect <laughs>
0: perfect <laughs> and then the one where Michael Jordan's there da bulls da bulls da bulls da bulls da bolst. and they have him doing and his uh, him. dance yeah yeah, with his little hula and his little coconut skirt. Yeah. Uh, so, in Chicago, there are two accents. There's the northern one, which is closer to, like, the Wisconsin, right? Chicago. And then there's the southern one, Chicago. Right? Both of which are completely correct pronunciation. Chicago or Chicago. But, you know, there's a distinct difference between the two. So, Chicago, <laughs> West, not bears. You know, closer you get up to Canada, I guess. <laughs> You know, sure, but uh, yeah, and then Chicago is from uh, that guy from Snatch. He's got a mustache. He's got a name that's always associated with dudes like that. It, uh, Michael Jerry what?
2: Dexedrine. What's his name? Dexedrin? I don't know. I'm making another old fashioned.
0: Michael Dexedrine. <laughs> that's it. That's the actor. Michael Douglas. No. Douglas Adams? No. <laughs> 42. Right, exactly. Uh, so the other day, it's weird how your mind makes connections. The other day I was talking about the actor who played Cousin Larry in uh, Perfect Strangers. And so my mother's middle name is Lynn, Dana Lynn. And this guy's name is Mark Lynn Baker. Right. Right. The actor who played. But I, for the longest time in my life, have been thinking that this man's name was Dana Gould because of the connection to my mom. And then hearing the name Dana Gould ever. So thinking that this guy's name was Dana Gould. So I professed very proudly the other day, oh, yeah, that's Dana Gould. And someone was like, uh, no. <laughs> Dana, is Dana a, Gould
2: is a totally separate person.
0: <laughs> correct, correct. He <It> looks entirely <laughs> different. And I was like, "Well, shit." I was like, "Well, what is his name?" And they were like, "I don't know," but that is not Dana Gould. And I was like, "Well, I look like an asshole."
2: <laughs> Dana Gould is a is a moderately funny stand up comedian.
0: Yeah, with like a five o'clock shadow, but like, yeah, he's a, he's pretty funny. And then, as soon as he showed me the picture, I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> duh." <laughs>
2: Did you guys ever watch, uh, uh, God, what am I thinking of? HBO show called The Leftovers.
0: Yeah, I watched season one. I've, I've heard, not gotten yeah. to season
3: two. I've heard of it, and I was planning to watch it, but
2: I haven't yet. I will not spoil anything for either of you. It's a very good show that I encourage you to watch, and Mark Lynn Baker has a very important role in season three as. Oh! An- as Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers. Dude, what? There's a point where someone like that. was that like, would be like that. That's I just got, I thought it was going to be a telemarketer, but the person who left a message was Mark
0: Lynn Baker from Perfect
2: Strangers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I just watched season two of Stranger Things. Ah. Oh, so good. Oh, have you, are you into this?
2: Yeah, I... I, I oh, I haven't seen any of it, but uh, I have no problem with spoilers.
0: I figured based on Zach's reaction of, oh, it's so good that he was into it. Yeah. Yeah, But based on the silence, I couldn't tell. Dude, (laughs) Zach. Okay, talk to me. Talk to me. Jenny refuses to watch it. She tried, but she's just not into it. So, okay. Uh, Spoilers ahead for anyone listening who has not watched season two of Stranger Things. What, Zach, is going on with the other dimension? Like, what is. Eleven's uh, connection to the shadow monster, and is the demogorgon the same thing as the shadow monster? So
3: I, the demogorgon, I think, is definitely a different creature. It looks more like those dog things. Those dogs right? that the shadow the monster was was like uh, somehow controlling. Okay. Uh, okay. It's like the the shadow monster was like a hive mind, like sure. the the main hive mind controlling all the rest of them. Okay. Um. But I, I don't so, know what they're going with the with the shadow world I mean she closed the portal but that's might all those okay tunnels so my, and everything
0: my question is being that number eight has the power to create a glamour or an illusion that is not really there does this thing have that same power right so the, those little uh, spitty parts in the vines in the in the tunnels right is that just some sort of manifestation of this thing that like creates the bait? that like creates this weird world that like is a fake world. Like or or is the is the upside down an actual place. Because what I what I think is happening is is based on the first season where we we had Barb with the pool, right? I don't I think that the pool existed in the same exact place that there I don't I don't think there was a pool. I think that that it just looked like there was a pool to anything that was around in the proximity of you know this either one of these little plants or the demogorgon itself. Right, because it was able to just snatch Barb from nothing. Right, and I, I didn't yeah. see a portal there. Right, so but so the question is: Is the upside down an actual place? Like, is it is? Can they walk in a dimension, or is it that we are in the place that's just a glamour, and that that seeing it is seeing the other side of it? Right, because because the end where you know when they left us with the with the ominous you know shadow monster looming right over the building, but nobody being the wiser you know, I'm just confused. And, and
3: also, what good. Oh, and I was just going to say, I think it is like, I think it just almost like a different dimension type of thing, um, where it, where it it exists like side by side with, with their current world. And then you can sometimes break through right between it. And you, so you can't, for most people, you can't directly, um, Interact with it, except for Will, who somehow—he right? He's a vessel. I think that they they talked about it but he can somehow like exist in both places at once, right? And so that's how the shadow monster was able to um, uh, kind of uh, go into him partway through the season.
0: Okay, interesting, interesting. Because I think that he was initially going to start out the same way that Barb was, and I think they just saved him, right? I think they were just incubators. Right, and I don't think yeah. that necessarily dart was the same like slug that will spit up, but I think that it was, you know, another one that came yeah, out exactly. of another incident. Because there, so right? m- there are so many of them, so, right? But they uh, but they also talked about how they can just regenerate themselves at that certain stage, or or, or not regenerate that they can uh, clone themselves, right? Duplicate that's the word. How yeah. they can because that one like like just shit it off another one of itself and it grew into another demagogue. Demodog. Yeah. Uh, that was a terrible slip-up. I'm sorry for any people that I've just offended. It was not a demagogue. Demagogues are not <laughs> evil beings from another dimension. Demodogs are, which are little dog-like creatures that are puppies of the Demogorgon. So, sorry. <laughs> for clarification <laughs> to any of our listeners. Um, But so then, what is the air, the black area where 11 goes to like view people because it, it's always got this liquid looks like on the floor like a reflective liquid surface but this thing hates water or maybe not i don't know maybe i'm looking too much into it i
3: i th- i think i think that's just their way of of showing showing her kind of looking like she's in that sense the astral plane. Yeah, yeah
0: i mean that makes sense that makes sense
3: i i think um I'm trying to... I haven't seen... I, I just watched season two, but I only watched season one once, so I can't...
0: Yeah, me too. It me too. Really feels like years ago. Yeah, The, the reality of the world. Um, you know?
3: I don't think anything can really like do anything to her there, so I don't think she's actually physically somewhere. That's just how they're, they're showing it when she's using the sensory deprivation to look for people. That makes
0: sense. That makes sense. So, but is, but is that the connection, though, to the, the Shadow Monk? Because that's where it discovered her, right? She was in that place where she heard the, like, you know, and then she's like, oh, shit, running and, like, get out of here, you know, and then Brenner had to wake her up in the first season. Yeah. I think, I might be getting my facts wrong. Again, it's been a long time since I watched it.
3: It, it has been, a, it, yeah, uh, I'd have to take your word for that. I, I'm very fuzzy on season one. <laughs> right. Um, but that could that could be, yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm I'm super into it.
3: Yeah, I, I heard now, that they like, two more seasons did, did, planned.
0: I know, I know. I, I watched the first episode of Beyond Stranger Things, and that looks fun. It's basically uh, Talking Dead with, um, instead of Chris Hardwick, it's got the guy who played the Dean on Community. Uh, what is his name? It's a Jim something, I believe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't But, either way, Highly recommend it. For, for those of you who have not watched it, Stranger Things, Yes, definitely watch it. It's it's worth the ride. For sure.
2: Hi. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> um, I think that's a great place to end because then I can insert a spoiler alert and say, Hey, if you haven't watched that, then yeah. don't stop, stop now. Then stop now. And this is the end of the podcast for you. Yeah, I think this is good. I I think it's a really good episode based on the fact that I had a page full of notes and we got to about like three things, which is good.
0: Excellent. excellent. Now we have more. Good talk, fellas.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, save them for next time.
0: Yeah, all right. See you next week. Yeah, take care, guys. I love you both. I, I
2: hope Zach falls down a well and I hope James never does.